0: Are you sure you want to do pediatrics? And I would tell them, yes. I was able to get a few volunteering positions to it at my at the dental school at my university where I helped with with tools, instruments, and I got to see doctors treat children.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Career Education Learning Center podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Rivers. I am EE today. What is EE? I am elated and excited to have Andrea Gonzalez on our show today. Andrea is a junior pre-dental major at the University of Michigan. Go Wolverines, huh? Yes. <laughs> Andrea, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing well. Super excited. Thank you so much for inviting me here. I'm so excited to talk and yes, and get this show started.
1: Well, thank you for coming on our show today, Andrea. For the audience, get to know you a little bit. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your future career goal.
0: I would love to talk about myself. So, as you guys have already heard, my name is Andrea. I attend the University of Michigan on the pre dental route. I grew up in the suburbs of Detroit. lived in Detroit the first six years of my life, but moved to the suburbs. Grew up in there. Graduated high school. I actually. Did marching band in high school. I lo- I was such a huge music fan. I played marching band all my high school career as a marching band, and I got, I got to the University of Michigan. This was one of my dreams. It's my it was my dream school. So I'm super excited to be to be able to get to study there. Uh, I worked so hard in my high school to get there, and I always knew I wanted to enter the dental field. So I came into the University of Michigan already wanting to pursue pre dental classes. So right now I'm currently. I'm about to enter my, my third year. I'm taking the DAT next summer and hoping to apply that same cycle. In the future, I want I want to open up my own d- dental practice that specializes in helping minorities in, in underrepresented cities because I really I am super passionate about people being able to get access to healthcare, dental care, oral treatments. So I really want to open up my practice and really help people that really need affordable health care so that's one of my my career goals goals so aside of that i'm passionate about helping students get access to higher education i love mentoring students this summer i had the privilege of serving serving as an academic peer mentor advisor so i helped students develop like their four-year plan for for undergrad and i love teaching i love mentoring students i also do esl so i'm a, a tutor wow. for students who are from latin america and i teach them english sometimes Sometimes even I am practicing my English along with,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But I, I truly love it. I'm so excited to talk more about that.
1: That is fantastic. I tell you what, I'll, I shut the books. You done told us a lot already. <laughs> so have you always wanted to get in dental? And when you was little, Andrea, is that something you always had a passion for?
0: Yes, I just loved so- it.
1: So did you play like, did you play doctor? You know, like when we're young, we like to play doctor or farmer or a policeman. Did you play like, do you have dolls or did you play with your fellow, um, neighbors or kids or cousins or relatives? And you pay the doctor and they pay the patient and all that stuff that we do mainly when we're young kids.
0: Yes, I always did that. I did that with my neighbors, with my dad too. There were times where, like, my dad would be watching soccer, and he would be so distracted with with his soccer game. And I come up to him and just like put, I would put band aids around him that I made out of paper. And my dad would wake up and be like, "What's on me?" I'm like, "You're my patient. You can't get up." And my dad's like, "Okay, let me go get a glass of water." I'm like, "No, no, no. You're 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 right now." <laughs> I would tell him, "You're you're coming right now." I would tell him, "You have to let the anesthesia kick in." Supposing me, I would oh my goodness, med- The things to take medicine from 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 my mom's cabin and I would like, I would put water in them and be like, "Here, drink this." I would also play with my, with the kids who grew up in my neighborhood. So I would, we would be playing, we would just be casually playing in and I would run into my house and I would put gloves on and I would make them wow. and I would start touching everything with my gloves on. Of course I even knew, I knew, about the importance of hygiene and like not being able to put anything in your mouth. That's that I <laughs> took precaution with these with these children. Sometimes I would even try to fix my own teeth if I ever felt like I had Oh my god! Yes. I would go into the mirror and I would like look at me like which tooth is bothering you and I would look at look in the mirror like it's my back tooth and I would move it all the time. Sometimes I even pulled my own tooth before they were oh ready because god. yeah. So I always knew that this was where I the field I wanted to be in.
1: And what did your parents say about that? Like, probably like the enthusiasm that you had to be a dentist. But
0: Andrea, do not do your own.
1: Did they say something like that? Oh my
0: goodness! Yeah, my mom would, would tell me, okay, when we go see the dentist, we're gonna see we're gonna see all the damage that you did to your teeth. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so, so have your have your parents been very supportive of your decision to become a dentist?
0: They have. Uh, my parents are actually immigrants from Mexico, so they came here like with hopes that their children would be able to get access to education because my, in their village, they didn't they didn't have school. I think my mom was only able to make it to third grade, my dad as well, because they grew up in like the in like the villages of Mexico where it's, there's hardly people, there's hardly school, there's hardly education, there's hardly teachers. So they, when they immigrated here, they always knew that they wanted their children to get to have uh, access to college. My I remember telling my dad that I wanted to be a dentist and my mom a dentist too. And my mom, they would tell me like, it's hard. I think they would get intimidated because um, because obviously they weren't able to get to be educated. So they kind of really? don't know how the system worked here. And my mom was like, oh, and you have to declare right away. And I, I would have to explain to them again how college works in America. Because in Mexico, you don't do the four years of bachelors. If you want to get a Bachelor of Science, Bachelor of Arts, you go just straight into dental school, straight into medical Oh, my school. goodness. Okay, wow. That yeah. is
1: different. Wow.
0: It is different. But when I told them, they were super supportive for anything. If I would be in a Zoom call... Right now, if or if I had a Zoom call or anything, my dad, my dad would be like my alarm. He would be like, "Don't forget, you have a call." At <laughs> you know, have a call. Sometimes they would be working and they would text me, "Hey Andrea, did you join your class?" I'm like, "Yes, I'm in class. I'm in school already." Yes, I'm <laughs> Um, there they have been until this day. My my main supports. I remember one time I was reading a book about biology and I got distracted and my dad comes to me and he throws the book at me. He goes. Go educate yourself. No, 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 you don't, don't, don't be a So I had to go back to sit down on the couch to read, to read my books every time I wanted to, if I ever went to the store with my dad and if I wanted to buy anything that wasn't necessary, my, my dad would tell me the importance of to not waste money on unnecessary things. But if I asked him for a book, I wouldn't have to ask him twice. He was they might always supportive about school. Till this day, they really are supportive.
1: So, yeah, that book, they would definitely give you a book. I think yeah. that is fantastic. Now, I'm saying that in that my parents, um, their opposite, they were very educated. They were very fortunate, especially even when coming up in Jim Crow area, where a lot of African-Americans were separated from white Americans while going to school and education. And so they stressed education a lot. My mom was an uh, English teacher and English literature and my dad was a music teacher, um, also had his own band. So we grew up with music too, Andrea. I have a musical family, believe me. In fact, we had to play of instruments. So I have three other brothers, you know. Um, my oldest brother played the trombone. My middle brother played the trumpet. I played the sax, my younger brother sung, and played the piano. So music was definitely part of our family. And so that was very much stressed to, in our family. Now, as far as reading is concerned, I told you my mom is an English teacher. And she could not get me to read worth anything. You know, I only read what's required, right? But when I started this business last year, I started reading, I read like five books in three months. I know her and my father. I rolled over in the grave now, saying, "Oh, now he reads. Now we, now we got up here to heaven. Now he reads. Oh, thank you, Mitchell." And <laughs> said, "I don't know what to get you to read, but now you're reading." And so that is great when you have support to your parents, you know, there for you and want you to do that. So you said something about as far as a particular area of dentistry. Did you say was it general or was it pediatric? Did you want to go into any particular?
0: Yeah, I came into college wanting to do general. But then I was able to get to have a research position at the University of Michigan where I am investigating cancer, oral cancer cells uh-huh. on non-female smokers. And being there when I was, I had there were moments where I had to pick up the tumors that we were going to study that week or for that project. And I remember going to the hospital, and I would receive them from oral maxillofacial surgeons, Ooh. and they would talk to me. And right now, they're kind of getting me into that specialty. I do love working with children, however, so I knew even like the second year of undergrad that I want to specialize in pediatrics. Even when I would when I would talk to when I was shadow dentists and they would they mm-hmm. would tell me they would ask me, "Are you sure you want to do pediatrics?" And I would tell them, "Yes." I was able to get a few volunteering positions to at at my at the dental school at my university, where I helped with with tools, instruments, and I got to see doctors treat chil- um children. And I can totally tell that I feel like treating that that definitely working with children is harder <laughs> than adults. <laughs> and and <laughs> even seeing that, even seeing how you know, you're, they're screaming all day. They want to fight the doctors. They want to fight you. Sometimes I would have to help the doctors with the, with the patients first. Like I would have to take their, uh take like their temperature or have test information, and they were they would threaten me, telling me that they were that they were not going to tell me.
1: Yes. So, and
0: like watching that, I st- it makes me still realize how much I still want to do that specialty. I, I know that it takes a few more schoolings, but it's still so, it's so really worth it. I, I still want to work with children. So I'm right now I would say I'm in like between pediatrics pediatrics and also doing oral surgery.
1: Well, you know, dentistry, if I had to be honest with you, Andrea, in America is probably the least they say, who do you want who do you want to go to as law as profession, right? As far as i don't want to go to the dentist right it's like do you want to do public speaking um do you want to run around run, run, be able to naked or do you want to do public speaking or f- speaking for the crowd or do you want to run a brick wall they would choose all those before going to the dentist <laughs> that is not the favorite but that's what we need the most right we do need that oral care because when other doctors tell me oral care is very important and can lead to other things that can happen to your body if you don't take care of oral care and so you really need that and it, it is vital in certain communities, they, they need to take care of their oral care. I think you would agree that if we do more with preventive care, then that would out as far as aftercare. That means they'll clear up a lot of, I would say, um, things that come up within your mouth. you talk about uh, cancer and other things. come up If you take care of preventive care, is preventive care really stressed in the dental community these days?
0: Yes, it is. Uh, for, I'm hoping that in the future we have more advocacy for this. How, and all, all that you said is completely completely true because a lot because if we look look right into it our mouth has so many veins that connect that all connect to our body and so oral hygiene is super super important we right now my you know my school right now has just founded a club which is called cohab because it's it's a and it's a the mission of it is to go to under communities that you know A lot of that, a lot of which don't have like insurance or can't really see doctors. And we're hoping right now to be able to come to 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 these communities and educate them on the importance of oral hygiene and how to prevent all these diseases and cavities and how to reduce the, the risk of having a being diagnosed with something great, greater from not taking care of your teeth and not brushing daily when I mean, we have to em- emphasize the importance of why you have to brush your teeth at least twice a day and why flossing is important as well.
1: Yeah, I hear about that flossing all the time for my dentist. Mitch, you need to floss more. You need to floss more. I know, I know. I, I, I really think that we need to take dental uh, or hygiene more seriously these days because I, it's easy for everybody to have my health insurance, but whenever I go to get health insurance, even if I'm a veteran, you know, as far as oral health is concerned, it's not there. It's like, well, I had to get my own private oral health. You know what I'm saying? Even when you try to get – I was in um, health care and I have my healthcare license. So even when I'm enrolling, the dentistry or the oral hygiene is separate, right? And I don't know why separate should be included in there because that's part of your whole health. And I hope if you were for advocacy group, that they'd include like, hey, let's get this part of the healthcare system more impactful as far as being part of healthcare. I feel like it's to the side too much. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, okay, now you can get dental and vision separate, right? Instead of including it all in your package, now you gotta get it separate, which is gonna be a separate cost. So a lot of people say, well, it's already expensive these days for healthcare. So then if I get dental and vision, which both need to be done also, because that's part of your body, then that's the extra cost. So unfortunately, a lot of patients, you know, or a lot of people in our society will say, hey, I can't do that. You know, it's like people trying to pay for medicine and pay for food. You know, there's a the choice. You have to get food. And so they don't take the medicine they need to take. And then they have problems, more problems down the road. Um yeah, I hope that your group do that. Do you see that correlation between trying to get dental healthcare and even vision more inclusive in the healthcare system and not being a part of it? You know what I'm saying? Like the side piece in a sense.
0: Yes, completely, completely agree, 100%. I, I really feel like it's ne- a necessity to ha- to be able to, ha- to, ha- to get access to dental care to be able to have access to your cleanings and I really, really wish that this was could this could be included in like every insurance plan. I and I'm hoping that we that in a few years or so hopefully soon this changes and that and that everyone's able to get access to it because I feel really, I do believe that this is something universal that we need.
1: Andrea, I see how serious you are you do all your dental stuff and this and that, but what does Andrea do for fun? What are your hobbies, Andrea? What do you do to relax or relieve stress? or your daily schoolwork and other things that you do in your life?
0: Yes, for fun, I really, I love volunteering. And I'm also, I'm such a huge family oriented person. So for fun, I really loved hanging out with my siblings, hanging out with my parents. Um, truly, my my parents and I are, 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 are like best friends. I always talk, <laughs> I always tell my friends. And so I really, for fun, I really enjoy volunteering. And I also love to bake, like for fun. Oh, man. I, Yes, growing up, my mom would be making handmade tortillas because they're super coming in our culture. Right. And I would always, she would have like the door ready and I would always sneak behind her and like steal some away from her. My mom would be like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, no, no, I want to make them too. I do, I, I love baking during the pandemic. I think I put oh, yeah. the most. So I really love to do that. And I, I, as mentioned for volunteer, I love whether it's volunteering at local organizations and at my university i do a lot of volunteering i would i am part of the student latinx organization that's called la casa and so we host we host meetings every week and i volunteer with not just the logistics of it but coming to the events um i love interacting with people and that's all i think those are like my hobbies my top hobbies how about you mitchell i'll <laughs> well,
1: tell you what andrea i love eating and so okay. eat is on top of my list. So whenever you want to bake something, you want to ship something, send it to me. I would definitely eat it, okay? I, I, would totally it. Well. Foodie, okay? <laughs> I am Okay, I, I enjoy, I, I'm learning to enjoy reading. I do like to read. I got not read a book. I'm always a creature, but look how read. So I'm learning to enjoy reading. I love sports. I love entertainment, movies. I'm a bit moving TV buff. And I think that that peeled off to my son, my oldest son, who, who got a, a associate degree in screenwriting and video production. And so I think that that hobby that we have together is one thing that we share as father and son. In fact, both my sons, you know, we would go to movies. In fact, they want to see the movie coming up with Denzel Washington, Equalizer Three, and say, well, "Daddy, we gotta go see that together," you know, because when they were little, I would take them to the movies, and before we we had a, a little contest like, who don't eat their popcorn or their little snack before the trailer start. And so once it starts, we've start the thumbs up. Yes, yes. You know, it's so great we have kids. Yes, yes. But even now, whenever they need to do something, I'll support them because they're a little older. I'm not going to say how much on the podcast. I think I might have said it before. But um, but we would do the yes sign. So I hope they remember Daddy do the yes sign. But that's that's what I enjoy doing, you know. But I'll tell you what. Now, let me ask you one more question for you made in this podcast is that did you were that adjustment going to a big school like i don't care what house you going to no one the university of michigan in Ann albert is huge so were there a big adjustment either academically or socially
0: that was a huge one i grew up in a, in the small suburbs where even my class had 300 students and so it was i would i was just used to seeing like 300 students daily but once i got to the university of michigan i go wow i told myself I am lost. I got <laughs> lost on the first day of class, too. I couldn't find my dorm. I remember even, like, getting lost looking for buildings, and I didn't even know that we had two campuses at this university. So we had a our central campus and a north campus. I was hitting my steps daily. I was hitting like, three miles every day. I, academically as well. I think here at high school, it was like I had, like, this routine where I can come to class, soak in all that I learned, come home, do homework, study, and I was guaranteed an A on any of my exams as long as I put in the effort. When I got to Michigan, I, I realized, well, this is not the only thing I must do to get an A. I must go to office hours. I must say a daily pr- a prayer, daily. i am studying. so I have to get outside resources. I didn't realize that as well, and I didn't even, re- I didn't. it didn't hit me then. I was like, well, obviously, if I'm at the number one at, uh, university in, in the state that's because it has a really good reputation that's because their classes are challenging yeah. and that as well so socially I, I liked it academically it was a bit of a of, it was a bit of a challenge luckily there's a lot of support systems there at the University of Michigan you know you find your community and also it's a good thing about having a big uh, a big campus that you find community wherever you go academically mm-hmm. i realized that i i had to put in more hours than i usually do than i usually did in high school you remember i remember even in, in organic chemistry there came a moment where i called my mom and i'm like you know what i don't want to be a doctor anymore <laughs> <laughs> but even then i i knew i had to continue to stick through it mm-hmm. i didn't realize too that even like for writing papers mm-hmm. i was like in high school i thought writing five pages was a lot and here Coming here to Yovem, I realized that it was a normal thing to write more than six pages. There's some classes where like even your final for that class is like writing 50 pages. Mm -hmm. Some of them are like writing 20 pages. And I'm like, wow, I'm like, I took for granted when my teacher was in high school would assign me like one or two chapters to read. Here at college, I have to read. I had to read a chapter daily. So Mm -hmm. I think I have to read at least five chapters. Mm -hmm. That was a huge adjustment, I think. But overall, it's college does teach you a lot about how to be responsible self-discipline and I really liked it like it socially I loved the the college life like going to football games and I actually met my friend my friend group my best friend group like that to the wow. University of Michigan because it's like it's a big university that you try to have you try to make the best out of it regardless yeah. so one time at the dining at the dining hall my my best friend and I were eating lunch and I we wanted we, were, we just wanted to use each other for entertainment that day, I guess. But we were we were playing we were challenging each other to just do stuff that day. And then I, I challenged her, I said, You see those guys over there, Amelia? And she's like, Yeah, I'm like, Go up to them and invite them to, to go get boba. And she goes, <laughs> Okay, she gets so confidently, I'm thinking she's not gonna do it. And she goes up to him, he's like, Ah, my. my 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 friend Andrea and I want to know would you guys like to go get boba with us this Friday? And they they're like, why is a stranger asking us to to go get boba with them on Friday? And they they say, okay. They they told me they told us that they felt bad saying also they said yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was one friend with his two roommates, and that Friday out of this random there we go get bubble tea, and then we become best friends that day. And like till this day we still keep in touch because that's you meet you make friends regardless. It's a really great. It's a really great place socially, socially, even academically.
1: That is fantastic. And that's another thing. So you, you went outside the box. You and your friend went outside the box. And a lot of times, professors, you're going to have to go outside the box there. And that, that is great. That is a great story. i tell you what. Before we end this podcast, what do you have? Any advice you have for incoming freshmen that may be coming in this year? And like, oh my goodness, you know they're gonna see overwhelming Yo, like you did. Where's the campus that you can tell people new? Right, they be looking up the head, and where we going and lost and yeah, everything right. else. Any advice that you have for incoming freshmen this year?
0: Yes, a lot of advice actually. <laughs> but we'll start off with: it's okay to come in feeling lost, you're gonna find your way there, and you're meant to be wherever your university that you're that you're at you're meant to be there and make the best out of it like mm-hmm. stay on, ta- on top of your work look for resources. do not be afraid to ask for help but also also make memories because you only I can say this as someone who's already in, entering in my third year I'm like wow that went by so quickly and you only get four years of it so come so go in make friends go out have fun explore and try try new things and also don't be a scared don't be a scared to take challenges don't be a scared to interview for that internship interview for that for that position if there's a job on campus that you want do not be afraid to apply i know going through, imp- through imposter syndrome can happen so much especially as a freshman but do not let that get to you like you're meant to be there you're qualified for that position and if you get any rejections rejections are are not are not a bad thing. If anything they're a way to learn to help you learn and to grow. Yeah, and my dad always tells us this quote that says what's meant to be it's it's going it's meant it's going to be. So if so you will find if you get a rejection right now that means because there's a better position waiting for you. Oh. So, to, so yeah, so make the rest, uh, all the all the best that you can out of it. Volunteer, get community. Do, do not be afraid to come out of your comfort zone. I do advise that
1: well, I tell you what, that is some helpful nuggets that the freshman coming in can get. I tell you what, it has been a pleasure having you on our podcast today, Andrea. I have enjoyed it and learned a lot. I really have and can relate to you in many ways there. <laughs> coming to a, And I, I went to a small town to a big city. And I, although I went to community college, I was lost because I'm in this big old city and I'm trying to find a job because I'm in the community college. I'm getting lost everywhere. There wasn't no GPS back then, okay? <laughs> and so I lost two or three jobs, but I couldn't even find a place. So that it as well, I tell you what. Well, thank you so much for coming out so show today, Andres. It's been a pleasure and come back and see us again. i definitely want to have you on our show again, okay?
0: Oh, thank you so much, Mitchell. I would love to come back as well. I-
1: <laughs> and I'd like to thank our viewers and listeners for joining me, Mitchell Rivers, on a Career Education Understanding podcast, where we're making your career dreams a reality. God bless.